Welcome to Finance to Futurist, a side trade podcast series on how innovation, data and AI are disrupting order to cash. Hi, this is Natalie Silverman for Side Trade. Welcome to Finance to Futurist. On today's episode, we're discussing how understanding risk early in the customer's life cycle can drive actionable insights downstream. Businesses that think about an integrated credit risk management and collection strategy are having a significant impact on DSO and the customer experience. Please welcome SideTrade's pre-sales solution consultant and credit risk management expert, Don Mills. Good morning, Don, and thanks for sitting down for Finance to Futurist. Well, thank you for having me, Natalie. Appreciate being here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. We always like to have new guests here. And maybe the first question I'll ask you is if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and your background and, and your role at SideTrade. Sure. My name is Don Mills. I have been in the order to cash software space for a little over 15 years. And prior to that, I was with several Fortune 100 companies for about another 15 years. So yes, I'm old. Dealing with, you know, operational, financial, and risk management across those organizations. So, and right now with my side trade role, I am a solutions consultant. And so I work with the sales teams and the clients in order to provide them the best solution possible to help solve the needs that they have as an organization. Well, we're very happy that you're here. And with all of your knowledge, we wanted to talk a little bit today on a different topic that we haven't covered yet on the podcast, and that is credit risk management. Let's talk a little bit about, I think, the beginning of the cycle, right? We, we talk a lot about e-invoicing and this idea of time to invoice and how that beginning of the cycle really has a profound impact on the end of the cycle and DSO. But I wanted to talk a little bit about credit risk management and how that, again, can also have a great impact on collections and how they go hand in hand. Sure. So credit is the introduction to the customer. That's where I'm first learning about this customer that wants to do business with me and ultimately become a partner and, you know, buy product or services from me. As part of that relationship building, you know, as far from a credit perspective, you know, I'm vetting that customer. I'm, you know, are they a good risk level to do business with us? And so basically what my job is, is that credit analyst is to alleviate some of the risk or work I may have to do downstream in the collections department, you know, because this customer customer was not a good payer, or I didn't evaluate them correctly, or maybe I did evaluate them correctly. So what I'm looking to do is when I have that relationship with that potential customer determining that risk, it lets the collector know downstream, you know, if there are issues, you know, what type of risk level does this customer have? And that can work into my risk strategies downstream and vice versa. I can also see, you know, from a collections perspective, how are they paying me? And that could impact things on the credit side as well. So there really is from a data sharing perspective and a data interchange that there is information that is helpful from both the credit side and the collection side. And they really work hand in hand to make our organization successful. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as you said, it really does set the tone for this customer within an organization. And like you said, if you're going to be a good partner from a sales perspective, even it seems that the customer journey, it really does start with that credit decisioning and also that relationship management piece. 
Oh, absolutely. I'm introducing them to the organization, right? At that point in time, I'm determining based on the information I may have, whether that's, you know, credit bureau information from that customer, if I've got a, you know, a credit application from that customer or any other type of data that I might be using in order to evaluate that customer within our organization. I'm the one setting the tone for how that customers hopefully going to transact within our organization going forward. And again, I'm hoping that my decision criteria that I can avert from having to have a heavy-handed collection side to go, you know, be constantly looking after this customer because that's that's another thing I'm doing is, you know, is that relationship with that customer that I'm building from determining what their credit worthiness is, it really does set the tone for future interactions that I may have with them in my organization. Sure. And I want to go back a little bit to something you said, because you mentioned credit bureaus. And again, I don't mm-hmm. want to put down credit bureaus. Credit bureaus are, are good partners of ours as well. Sure. But I'd love to talk about the data piece and how sure. data how data has actually evolved in this credit decisioning process. And the trend seems to be moving from moment in time data to real-time data. So maybe you could talk a little bit more about how data has become more actionable. Sure, absolutely. So traditionally, from a credit department, a lot of the credit policy revolves around being able to pull data in from third-party bureaus. You know, if I've got a new relationship with a customer, I don't maybe don't know a whole lot about them. So I'm dependent on things like financial statements or third-party bureau information to provide me enough background about this customer in order to make an educated decision. Now, the problem I have or the problem that that data has is that that data is always dated. It's, you know, with financials, at best, I'm going to see those monthly, most likely not until quarterly. And by that time, it could be too late. Uh, With bureau information, typically that updates on a monthly basis, unless there's just a a huge issue like a bankruptcy or something like that, that maybe provide me some more leeway as far as knowing sooner. But the reality of it is, is that data is a snapshot in the past. And it's usually anywhere from, you know, at least a few weeks to several months in the past. Now, with what SideTrade offers is SideTrade offers information from the data lake. And what that data lake information is, is that's a pool of information about these customers, their payment behaviors, how it's changing. And that payment behavior is dictated on a daily basis. So that's as about as real time as you can get without sitting in the chair, you know, entering the the general ledger information for those customers is I've got this data lake providing me how is this payment behavior changing? How are they paying other vendors? Because that's also important to me. For instance, if a customer is paying me on time and it's looking good and, you know, all my metrics look good, but then I see this information from the data lake saying, you know, hey, wait a minute, they're starting to pay all these other vendors really slowly, their average days to pay keeps increasing, you know, at some point in time, that's going to hit you. At some point in time, you're going to be the one that they're paying slowly. So that information in the data lake and that the AI can use by analyzing that information in the data lake is paramount to success in the credit department because I can use that information for alerts. I can use that information to potentially, you know, go review an account and take action on that customer before it's too late. So it really gives me a proactive stance that I don't have available today to me as a credit manager within a, you know that particular discipline. I just don't have that without that data lake and that data lake information being updated in a near real-time fashion. 
I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it is about being more dynamic and proactive and that scorecard data and that risk management piece of it, it becomes more actionable. And I think it helps get firms and, and finance leaders into what we call moving from tactical to strategic, right? So this actually segues pretty nicely into my next question, because as we're talking about that transformation, let's say from tactical to strategic order to cash, is transformation a buzzword? A little bit, but hey, we're seeing it as one of the highest priorities for 2023 for a lot of finance leaders. So, you know, again, taking the context of credit risk management, how, you know, are finance leaders using that in a way to transform from tactical to strategic? Absolutely. So that's, in in my estimation, this is where the rubber is going to meet the road, both here and going forward, is this real-time integration to data is, you know, data is king. I need to know the most relevant information that I can as quickly as I can, because things change so dramatically so quickly, both technically and within our economy or the economies of the world. So for customers to be able to have access to this type of data, such as, you know, the data lake, or even more importantly, that AI that lives on top of that data that's analyzing that information, providing me real-time insight into customer behavior, payment behavior, is, are those things changing? Isn't it changing just for me or is it changing for everyone? I think it's critical for anyone that's in a managerial or executive role to understand how that impacts their business and their bottom line. Because as far as I can sell everything I want to sell, I, I may have the greatest revenue in the world, but if I can't bring those dollars in the door, it's really all for naught. This type of information provides and arms those users or those folks in that, that organization to be able to go out and actually divine a plan to bring those dollars in the door based off this information that they're getting from sources such as Side Trades, Data Lake, and Amy living on top, which is you know the AI that Side Trade is using to evaluate that information, is just something that is a differentiator in credit decisioning process. It, it impacts the credit policy a great deal. And I hopefully will see this continue to grow as people believe more in the AI and more in the data lake component of being able to use that information to really drive their business and drive their success. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, one question I'd love to to ask you on the back end of that is some of these concepts are very abstract, right? I mean, let's mm-hmm. talk about chat GPT. That's the biggest buzzword, I'd say, in every industry. And, you know, we're looking at robotics and machine learning and AI and, and ideas like collaborative intelligence, right, which essentially is crowdsourcing data. But how do you, again, take these abstract concepts? And we just saw Microsoft announced their integration with their Microsoft Copilot that's really bringing ChatGPT into an everyday function like using Microsoft 365. So I'm I'm trying to, you know, see how do we take abstract concepts like you just mentioned, data lake, collaborative intelligence, AI, and how do we apply that back to some of these day-to-day credit activities? This is probably I think one of the most straightforward aspects of the AI and this collaborative intelligence is being provided through the AI and the data lake is resources are not growing at the same rate that typically businesses are growing. They're highly inefficient. They're trying to manage things that they're never going to get to. It's just a reality of the smaller organizations up to, you know, Fortune 100 companies struggle with these same things. And going forward, most companies are looking for a way to manage exceptions. They're looking for a way for something to point out to them what 
customers do I need to focus on? What things do I need to go look at without having to dig through all of the analytics and the data themselves? That's what AI is for. AI is to go through and do that heavy lifting on the analysis and serve up or tee up to those credit professionals. Here's what you need to really focus on based on the rules that are important to me. So these are the rules that I have, you know, my high dollar transactions or those more medium-sized transactions, whatever might be important to me that I want to keep an eye on. The AI, and in our case, Amy, is sitting in the background being the super credit analyst that's evaluating that entire portfolio of customers I have and determining which ones really need our attention. You know, typically it's not the big companies that are Exxons and Walmarts of the world you need to be keeping an eye on, but it's really hard for those credit departments to keep an eye on these customers customers that are more mid-sized and even smaller, they just don't ever get to them. And the same story can be told on the collection side. It's very difficult to be a collector in today's world, working off of spreadsheets or even working off of dated workflows that are, here's how long I'm past due, here's an action to take. AI allows us to free up those resources to allow them to really use their skill set in order to just work on the things that are the exceptions and not focus their time or energies on all of the rubber stamp activities that they would be doing anyway. You know, if Walmart wants credit from me, I'm probably not going to tell them no, you know, in most instances. So just taking the time out of an analyst having to go deal with those types of scenarios and focusing just on the customers who really need my attention, that is the direction these companies are trying to go, that they need to go, that they want to go because it impacts their bottom line. And it's a real difference between, you know, being in the black or being in the red at the end of the day in your financials. Great point. And and thank you for that. Because again, I think sometimes people get so lost with some of these concepts and you have to bring it back to how does it affect my day-to-day? Like you said, how does it affect the bottom line, working capital, you know, inflation and market drivers that we can't control necessarily are are always in the background, but being able to leverage some of these tools and technology and new ways of thinking, I think are great ways to combat some of these drivers, again, that are external that we can't always control. Last question for you, Don. Let's talk a little bit about platform solutions versus point solutions, because we all know we have a challenge sometimes that's right in front of us. It might be something that's short term potentially. But at the end of the day, if we take a step back and and we talk about, again, how the beginning of the cycle affects the end, why do you think it's important that finance leaders think a bit more strategically about a platform solution versus one point solution? Platform solutions are always going to have an advantage, and that advantage is going to be around the sharing of data. It's going to allow them to have a consistency across that order to cash space that most of them don't have today. It's all broken out functionality between whether it's handling my collections on Excel spreadsheets or in another system versus how I'm managing my credit versus how I'm applying my cash. All of those things could be separate disparate units. The reality of it is, is there are CIOs, technical leaders out in those companies who are trying to consolidate the software. It's an expensive proposition to have these different softwares, especially those that are living on premise, because it takes resources. It takes to not only have that hardware within the organization, but also to manage that hardware within the organization for that software to exist, to be able to do those jobs. With SideTrade, with you know a completely cloud-based offering, not only is it cloud-based, so it takes those resources that can be, again, reassigned or reused elsewhere in the organization 
organization, but it also allows, again, for the consolidation of all of that different functionality to happen in one place, you know, whether it's credit risk, collection activities, cash application, all of those major order to cash functionalities can happen in one platform using information that's shareable between those different platforms as well. So now as a user, I can have my credit decisioning and the risk level that I might be associating to that customer at work over in my collections platform, because I may want to, you know, the the AI may use that information to say, oh, this is a higher risk customer. I want to be more aggressive with this customer. Maybe I want to have a more contact with this customer than I do with a lower risk customer or even a key account. I can also use that information from the collection side as we're getting data in from the invoices and the payments and seeing the payment behavior of the customer changing or seeing past due percentages on a customer increasing, that can impact over on the credit side and provide them alerts or situations where they may want to go look at that account. And then once you layer in the AI component to that, the AI lives over all of that and can allow a complete sweep of that information, basically almost like a holistic approach to that information and be able to use pieces from all the systems in order to enrich each one of the other platforms. So it's it's really you know this continuous pattern of flow that goes back between the different modules or the different disciplines and allows them to all basically use that same information, be on the same page with all the other groups and not have any disparities in how one group may view the customer versus another because they're using identical information. Thanks, Don, for your insights into the future of finance. For Sidetrade, this is Natalie Silverman. This has been another episode of Finance to Futurist, a Sidetrade podcast series. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to our podcast on Sidetrade.com or through your podcast platform of choice. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by Sidetrade and is for general information purposes only. All rights reserved.